Hello and welcome back to the Satanist Podcast. This is part two of my interview with Dan, Grumpy Vegan Grandad. If you haven't already caught the first half, you may want to go back and check that one out, or there may be a few instances where you don't really understand what's going on. Enjoy. Um, when you're trucking, do you ever have to truck meat? For a start, trucking meat, literally meat, literally flesh, is refrigerated wagons, and it's usually specifically for something like McDonald's or whatever. Uh, so I've never needed to. The variety of, of trucking jobs in the UK, there's a massive shortage of truck drivers. Yeah. If anybody out there needs a job and they, they haven't got any qualifications or, or they want to change of career, get your HGV license. There's a shitload of jobs. It's very well paid. Um, so, yeah, um, I did transport wine. I couldn't guarantee that the wine was vegan. Sure. Would, would I... Would I transport me? Um, not directly. Um, okay. Would I drive for a supermarket and have meat products on there, like ready meals or whatever? Probably, yeah, I'd have to. Um, it's just like a vegan checkout person. They, they can't dictate what the checkout is. No, that's right. We live in a non-vegan society, unfortunately, and, and even driving around on tyres means abusing animals, even using phones and computers means abusing animals. Unfortunately, we cannot avoid it at the moment. Um, um, I mean, a more pertinent question to me would be, would you advertise meat products if you got an advert on the active side of your career? No, I wouldn't. And I've, I've, I've said that to my agent. I will not advertise directly meat products. I will advertise as the... I will advertise um, vegan products, but I will yeah. not advertise a dairy product. I will not advertise an egg product. I will not advertise a meat product. So that's what I'm in control of. However, what's in the back of my wagon, uh, I, I really cannot control. I feel like <clears throat> in the wagon, you're not increasing or decreasing supply and demand there. I'm demand moving it about. You're yeah, moving um, it. And someone else is going to move it if you don't. Yeah, I'm part of the big cog, mate, and we're all part of the big cog anyway. I mean, every single person in the UK who pays tax is funding the animal agricultural industry. Yeah. So if, if people are going to go down the lines of you're not a vegan because you drive a truck and you're part of the animal agriculture industry, I'll, well, I'll say to them, well, you stop paying your taxes because you're funding this industry as well as, as, yeah. as sort of helping the cogs to turn. So we can't win either way. So, yeah. No, that's right. <laughs> when people go vegan, do you think there's value in transitioning rather than going cold turkey, let's say? Uh, how can I be a hypocrite if I said, no, you must transition uh, straight away. I'd be a hypocrite to say that. The only time I would say you must do it now and go overnight is to vegetarians. Yeah. Ethical vegetarians. That's the only people that I would say, fuck off. <laughs> you're, you're, you're doing this for ethical reasons. Stop the milk, stop the eggs, stop the fish. Now, stop yeah. it. No, you, you're wrong. That's the only time. As far as non vegans, um, I've just watched um, a video by Hench Herbivore. Yeah, that's the one was, I'm thinking of when I came up ah, with this question. Right. So, so yes, your, your, your bacteria, your stomach flora, your, the, the enzymes and everything. If you go to a high 
um, fiber diet very, very quickly can cause problems and it could put someone off and send them back to yeah. eating meat again. We don't want that to happen. So I've changed my sort of viewpoint. Viewpoints change all the time, over time, as you get more and more information. Yeah, And I would, I would say to anybody, um, if you want to go vegan, I would say if you cannot do it overnight or you don't want to do it overnight, as far as I'm concerned, to do it gradually but as quickly as possible is perfectly feasible and I'm perfectly fine with that. Yeah, it's got to be done. I mean, even now, I'm still maybe got some gels upstairs in the bathroom that uh, may have been tested on animals. You know, um, I'm still not 100 percent there with everything that I do. You know, uh, I've just had a jab that has been tested on animals for coal. I won't say it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I would not say to people, you must go vegan overnight. Now, you know, the, the murder. I mean, people will turn it around and say, well, you're still abusing, murdering, torturing animals all the time that you're transitioning. Yeah. Well, no, no, I don't agree with that. I think people should, as long as they're going down that road and that the goal is to be fully vegan, then fine, do it your own way, but try and do it as quickly as possible. What do you hate about vegans? I don't really hate any vegans. There's, there is stages of veganism, though, that I've noticed. So your new vegan is is like like a, a rabbit in the headlights. It's like yeah. whoa! It's like there's that. Then as time go, goes by, you become the angry vegan, and you can't believe that nobody else is seeing what you're seeing. Yeah, and it's like anger, and you can see them on Facebook. Look at what you fucking do, you <laughs> bastards! Yeah, 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 yeah! The angry vegan. <laughs> we all go through it. Uh, and then you've got the argumentative vegan um, who, who argues with other vegans. I suppose them are the ones that I, I, I want to less. Like we were talking before about the, the plant-based oh, yeah. person. Yeah. These people who slam pl- people who are plant-based and, and you are not vegan. You're, I don't like them people. Stop it. Stop what you're doing. If you're talking to a plant-based person, you say to them, well done on being plant-based. Do you know you're saving 136 animals' lives a year by being plant-based? Well done on that. I applaud you. However, um, you need to look at this. You need to look at this. This is the way to, to deal with them. Um, this intersectional veganism. You knew it was going to come up, race. <laughs> I purposely Inse- didn't write this question. <laughs> intersectional veganism, veganism. I find them... Um, Certain ones, very divisive, bad for the movement, horrible mm-hmm. people. Um, I don't like them. So I don't, I don't fully understand what intersectionalism is. I've, I've sort of gone along that road. I've thought about it deeply. There is, there is a, a, a side to it that I wouldn't sit by um, and see a big protest, uh, like a... a, a a sign protesting for the government against slavery on the shrimp boats in Thailand, right? Right. I would sign that protest. I will stand by if there were Thais in Manchester City Centre protesting against this slavery on the shrimp boats in Thailand. Yeah. I would go and join that protest, say, yeah, this is wrong. I would help them, right? To me, that is intersectional. Yeah. 
it's a part of the big picture and I would help those people. But to say that you must combat all forms of oppression, otherwise you're not vegan, is wrong. And I totally disagree with that. And that is what some sections so of this sort of is thing is the idea like if you're not fighting against racism and sexism and so on, you're not really vegan. Is that the idea? This is what they're saying, yeah. You must okay. tackle these to 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 you must tackle all other forms of oppression before you, you you can call yourself fully vegan. If you're not... Really? Yeah, this is what some, only a small minority race, don't get sure. me wrong, this isn't... So I think we're all intersectional because we're all against oppression. We all wouldn't support yeah. racism, homophobia. We all wouldn't support um, anything, any other sort of oppression. We wouldn't support that. We wouldn't be quiet about it. We wouldn't not speak up about it. Yeah. Um, but however, my focus is on the animals. All these human oppressions are on, on humans who can speak up and group together and tell you what problems they are having. Yeah. However, the animals that I'm dealing with cannot come together and tell you the problems they are having. It needs humans to do that for them. Yes. So that's the difference. That's the difference I feel. I also and think like human issues like this are vilified in most of society. I mean, speciesism, speciesism is the first sort of thing we're taught. This is the first thing we're taught. Yeah. We're taught to love dogs and cats, hamsters, guinea pigs, rabbits, have pet rabbits, but it's okay to, to murder sheep, chickens, goats, pigs, lambs, yeah. test on rabbits because they, they haven't got tear ducts and all these awful things. You know, we taught true? these, yeah, rabbits, yeah, rabbit, that's why they test on rabbits' eyes because they can't tear up and get rid oh, of wow. the, okay. it's fucking it's horrible, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's not very nice. It's fucking horrible. <laughs> Yeah. You know, this is why they use certain animals for certain things because of these particular things. Um, I hope I've got that right now. But um, yeah, so I mean, I know vegans have been called racist and uh, sexist because they they don't want to sort of concentrate on these other things. And right. I mean, if I went to a vigil and I knew there was there was a racist there, I would call out their racism. But I wouldn't not want people to join the vegan movement because of the political views. They're saying, well, if you support Trump, you're racist. So therefore, right. if, if you accept Trump supporters into veganism, you're accepting racism into veganism. This is what this intersectional is saying. And you get yeah. into a whole kind of worms. I don't give a fuck about politics. I know it's important to veganism. And I know we've got to sort out the politics too. But as far as I'm concerned, my job here on this planet is to turn as many people vegan as possible. If I turn one person vegan, they will in turn turn two other people vegan. It, it, and it, it, this snowball effect will happen. And once we get to a certain point where there's a large percentage of vegans in the UK, then we will have influence on government and on policies. And maybe we can stop the government taking our taxes and funding farmers for the disgusting practices that they do, that they wouldn't be able to do if they didn't get subsidies from the government. You know, this yeah. subsidy fishing, this, sub, you know, if we, I don't want my taxes to go to the national health to, to help all these obese meat eating people who were, 
in that hospital in the first place with the heart attacks and the strokes and the cancers because of the habits of eating animals. I don't want to, don't want to, my taxes go to, you know, so we can have a voice once we get, but we're not going to do that unless we get as many people vegan as possible. Now, whether them people are secretly racist, secretly sexist, secretly homophobic, I don't give a fuck, right? This is like an outside issue. Yeah, it's, that's nothing to do with me. Be vegan yeah. and help our cause. If I know you're homophobic, know you're racist, know you're sexist, I will call you out. Yeah. But until that point, until you walk down the street with a Hitler uniform on, goose-stepping and doing the Nazi salute, how am I supposed to fucking know? You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, it's, so, yeah, the vegans are... I don't like are the ones that de- divide the movement. And yeah. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on, as you know, about using certain words, and I get it, and maybe there's other ways and means, but again, it's all this talking and not doing, and I'm seeing a yeah. lot of that. And yeah. So, yeah. I'm, I'm, a strong, <laughs> I'm a strong supporter <laughs> of the idea that um, we do need different kinds of activists, like calling, I'll just say it, you know, calling what happens a holocaust some people are not going to agree with that some people are but some people are going to hear that and go shit you know what he's right now, some course, people might be know? offended sure but you know you're not going to get everyone with one kind of activism. yeah but i mean come on what the fuck i mean the biggest the biggest transition to veganism in in, in a country per capita of population is israel yeah and israel yeah. Is, is basically being created out of nothing from the survivors of the Holocaust and, and yeah. atrocities during World War Two. So if if using the word Holocaust was such a big deal and such a, a, an anti-vegan thing to sort of word to use, then why is the biggest concentration of Holocaust survivors embracing the vegan movement? Yeah, like, and one of the oh, biggest voices over there, I think, is Gary Urofsky who always exactly. calls it a Holocaust. Exactly. People resonate with it because they get it because they were oppressed themselves. I mean, I have thoughts about, like, I mean, we talk about this putting people off. And yeah, so, so, I mean, you've heard me talk about this before, using the word rape. We don't have to use the word rape. We the, the Describing the act of what farmers do to animals is fucking weird enough. And that <laughs> that's, will then... That's a good point, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can use rape and somebody will imagine... As soon as you say rape, in in, in a non-vegan's head, rape, you will see a man raping a woman. And intersectionals will pull me for that. Oh, it's not. A lot of men get raped. Well, yeah, well, we appreciate men get raped. But in today's society, at the moment, when you mention rape, people automatically think of a man raping a woman. Because it's all about control of a big, toxic man over a woman. So that's what's going through the head. So to me, when you're talking to people about veganism and you mention the word rape, you're putting the wrong picture in the head. However, if you talk to somebody out on the street about veganism and say, well, first of all, they get a big vibrator, stick it up a bull's ass, wank it off to get its sperm. Then they go up to a cow, stick the fist up its ass, then put a pipette full of bull semen up the cow's vagina just to fucking get it pregnant. Yeah. That's way more fucking spooky. That's you way have more to spooky. visualize every little thing you just said. And you just say it with relish. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. you get the cow's vagina, you get this pipette of bull spunk, shove it. That is way more powerful than the farmer rapes a cow. Yeah. Yeah. Way more. I don't know why that's just <laughs> appeared in front of me. <laughs> 
But do you know what I'm saying, Reese? It's like that is way more powerful than, and it won't offend anybody. And then that person can then go, fucking hell, that's sexual assault. That's rape. Yeah. And it's the same with the only one I can't agree with is the Holocaust one because <sighs> there's no other word to describe it that people understand. I mean, Roger Yates and his band of merry men uh, are in a, a more educated sort of band, and they are taking control of the they are taking control of the the political side of things and the intellectual side of things, right? Yeah. They're way over there. I get what they talk about, and I do try and understand what they're talking about. But I speak to the common person, and the common person isn't educated to that level. I'm not saying we're uneducated. I'm just saying we're not on that level of of, of into politics sure. as much, and uh, I'm not trying to put anybody down. And when we try and compare something to people, there's so much footage of the Holocaust and so many films about it that yeah. everybody knows what the Holocaust was about. You've got some everybody images in your minds. Yeah. So when you say Holocaust, people can picture the, the terror, the horror, the disgust of what that, that involved. And when you start saying, well, the gas chambers didn't end with the Holocaust. They're actually in, in everyday use in a town near you. That is another yeah. shocking event for people. So, yeah, it's. Um, I really think that the word is very, very useful in the right context and at the right time. Yeah. Um, I have thought about going down to Prestwich in Manchester, which is a big uh, Hasidic Jew population down there. And I was thinking about taking my camera down there and going to see what they thought about it. Uh, which yeah. I will do. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm going to do that and see if I can get some interviews. But they're very camera shy uh, because of, of the way they've been treated for the last thousand years. They're, yeah, very, very, sort of, they're, very, they're very defensive and, and keep themselves to themselves. So whether I'll get a chat with some of them, I don't know. I just have to use my wit and charm like I do. Well, you probably everything. have one or two vegans down there that you could probably Maybe. connect with online and they'll get you in because they'll want to talk about it. Maybe, yes. That might be an idea. That might be an idea. Otherwise, um, I'll just dress up for you. Not again, mate. That last <laughs> video was something was like really weird. So yeah. Um, let me ask you about your family. Are you the only vegan? Yes, I am the only vegan in my family. Unfortunately. Um, Are you okay I to am... talk about that? Yeah, of course. I'm constantly okay. trying. I'm constantly trying with my family. <laughs> um, I mean, only the other other day. I've got some older, non-dairy, sort of what they call magnum ice creams. Oh, yeah. You know, with the chocolate outer shell with the chocolate inside. So my missus have bought these. And my son actually ate one by accident. He rolled me up and said, Dad, sorry, I've eaten one of your vegan ice creams. And I said, I was eating something beautiful. I said, right. So she's bought these ice creams, but she's also bought some dairy version. Yeah. So I said, right. Instead of buying the dairy version, just buy the vegan version. Just buy two boxes of the vegan version from now on. Why not? And we've also had a few meals together, the Linda McCartney duck. Um, oh, that's duck good stuff. Kit. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. You get some nice spring onions and cucumber. And mm. like I water the sauce down a little bit to make it go a little bit further. I put a bit of water in it and mix it up, put a bit of soy sauce in it because you only get a little tiny bit, don't you? Yeah. Um, so she enjoyed that. Um, the um, not the Beyond sausage, even though those are fucking excellent, but very expensive. Richmond, the Richmond Ooh, yeah. vegan sausages are 
uncanny. They're unreal. They're just like real sausages. There's no telling them apart. And I want to get those and um, I let us have those once a week. So I'm trying to just sort of bring things in where we can all eat together and just enjoy a bit of food together because it is a separate entity. I come in and cook my stuff. I've got my own pans. I've got my own section in the oh, fridge. Really? Yeah. Well, it's yeah. got to be, can it? How can we do it any other way? I mean, like, you could share pans, but there might be, like, a disgust factor to that. I don't want to do. I don't want to. I've just found out my lad's been using my 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 uh, ninja blender to blend up milkshakes with cow oh. secretions, and I'm not happy with that. Um, I've told him to stop doing that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, all in all, it's just there's them and me. Yeah. And I'd like it differently, but it, it, unfortunately, until they come around and decide to make their own decision, there's nothing much I can do about that. I've got to face up to the fact that there's, there's like, congealed cow secretion in the fridge, calling itself yeah. cheese and dairy milk. And uh, even though the stuff I eat is, is absolutely brilliant, it's a shame because I cook some absolutely brilliant stuff, but... You won't even try it, right? <laughs> They won't even try it. Yeah, it's just really I weird. <laughs> I don't get it. It's just just a mad one. I just don't. Like, not even like it. just have a spoonful. No, no, it's all yeah. right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, this does every now and again, but it's just I don't know. I think I think with my son, it might be a bit of um, a bit of rebelling against his old man. I think yeah, that he's might be a little bit part about of it. twenty years old, is he? Yeah, he's nineteen now. He's just got he's just got an offer to go to Norwich University. Um, oh, nice. He's also got uh, unconditional as well. That. And he's also got a conditional offer to go to Leeds. But I want him to go to Norwich because then I can get Henshaw before to go and bully him into being vegan. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, it's a really good vegan town. City. Yeah, yeah, apparently so. Um, so maybe, I mean, because where we are now, it's a very macho town. It, it's, yeah, it's, a yeah. big, it's a big drinking culture. It's a big drugs culture. Um, smoking a joint, fucking... It's, I mean, li- Noel Gallagher, Noel Gallagher got, got slammed by the media for saying in Manchester, going around and having a joint to someone's house is, is as, as, as common as going around having a cup of tea. And he got yeah. slammed for that. And it's true. It's I noticed that when I lived true. there. I, always, I smell it yeah. everywhere I went. Everywhere. Yeah. I go, when I go for runs, I can smell it. I can smell farms. Yeah. It's like, it's just, it's just every day. So it, and we're a very unhealthy population up here. Very unhealthy. Sure. Um, so yeah, there's a big culture and it's, it's a lot of plastic gangsters up here. When I say plastic gangsters, I mean, they're all wannabes and right. Okay. When, when, you know, uh, I've met real gangsters and real gangsters don't go around shouting out, I'm a gangster. They, they say nothing about it. They drive a normal car. They don't want anybody to know the gangsters, you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's got, you've got this silly culture, um, that goes on, um, so um, it's all a bit, I think, a bit a part of that as well as to why it's seen as a little bit sort of not totally macho. There's still this macho idea of meat eating going on yeah. at the moment. So, um, yeah, the vegan tie-dyed sandal wearing tree-hugging hippie is still sort of in the back in the, the far recesses of everyone's mind, although yeah. it's faded into obscurity Do you get shit for it? When you go down the pub or whatever? Do you know, I haven't been out to the pub for, well, definitely since lockdown, maybe yeah. a year before that, for two years. I've stopped drinking almost completely. I still drink. I still have a okay. pint here and there. But because I, I stripped and went on this diet for 12 months, I really yeah. found that 
when I did have alcohol, it really, I really felt the inflammation. I really felt the effects. I, I, I was coughing up. I got lung, like sort of, you know, bubbly lungs. So I'd had cigarettes. Oh, yeah. Uh, really bad headaches and everything. So I really got poison because my body was so full of purities that any poison I did put in, I really sort of, it really manifested itself and I really right. felt it. And I really knew I'd had a drink. God help me that I'd go back to the old days when I was taking class A's and drinking for like three days straight. Mm. That would, that will never happen again. But, um, but yeah, um, do I get stick for it? Yeah, I got a bit of stick when I worked at the, the wine place. Um, but everywhere else, no, I don't really, people want to start with. Um, I think, uh, my looks put people off sort of being fly. And you look hard. Me. I look hard. Yeah. I look hard, <laughs> I do. Uh, so I think that does put people off. Um, but I'm also very vocal. And once they say something to me, they won't say it again because I will just slap them <laughs> with facts, figures. Yeah. And, uh, of course, we've got our, our sort of philo- philosophical viewpoint now. Um, we're a recognised philosophy, so... We can. Yeah. We've got the same clout as somebody throwing a pork sausage at a Muslim at work. We've got the same clout as that now. That would be deemed as unacceptable, gross misconduct, and they get fired off. So, if yeah. anything like that happened to me, I know that I've got the full force of the law now to back me up, and I could actually test that in the courts now. So, yeah, um, yeah, we're moving towards a better world. I think so, schools are the main main focus at the moment. Um, for sort of discrimination against vegans, but oh, that has been tackled at the moment as well now, so it's all good. Yeah. So with uh, an area like yours, how do you cut through and get people to think about veganism? A lot of the time I go through the health side of things, um, especially with, um, I mean, there's, there's different types of people. You've got, you've got your bodybuilders, and when I start mentioning that, when you eat meat, you, you, you literally sort of, produce less testosterone testosterone for hours afterwards yeah uh, vegans have more serum testosterone in the bodies than meat eaters uh, for the for the cardio people i mentioned that your endothelial function is is disrupted by eating meat and you do that three times a day and your endothelial function yeah. doesn't operate correctly for for pretty much all day until you you sort of cut that out um people are overweight i mentioned to them that um, a whole food plant-based diet is the only proven all-you-can-eat diet that will get yeah. you back down to a normal BMI. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you can eat a pound of, of sweet potatoes and you, you're still not eating as much as, as maybe a seven-ounce steak and a couple of chicken breasts. You're still not eating the same amount of calories yeah. and you, you'd be struggle to eat a pound of sweet potatoes, you know? So, yeah, this is a sort of... I go down sort of the health side of things at first because... We're not really that bothered. I'm, I, I try not to generalize and base everyone on, on my own experiences. But when I think about myself, I wasn't really bothered by the slaughterhouses and what happened there. And there was one local to us and we could smell the dead animals. And we just thought it was part of life and we accept that. Yeah. And I don't think there's any sort of empathy towards animals on that and i'm only generalizing from my own experience of, yeah sure my own friends and surroundings but that's all we can base it on really so i think the health side of things is a really good way in to start with um because once you take away the ne- necessity of animal, animal products and actually 
convince people that it is actually causing problems, yeah. then you've got them for the ethical side of it then because they're more open to the ethical side of it once they realise what they're doing is useless. Once, you, once, you know, like my son at the moment with his, with his uh, acne and with his asthma, and I said, try just quitting dairy for a month and see how you feel, and he won't. You know, he keeps putting, like, my wife's uh, spot lotion on his spots. I'm like, Tyler, you're putting grease on greasy skin. That is the result of, of, of the acne in the first place. I says, you, you, you're exasperating the problems. I said, the spot is the last part of the life. You need to tackle why it's been being exasperated in the first yeah. place, why it's happening in the first place, which is eating eating dairy. And, and But, you know, so, yeah, once you tackle the causation and um, and the, the all the sort of, like, the myths about meat eating and, and how it's manly and all this stuff, once you tackle that, the ethical side, they're more open to that ethical side of it. I think family, if they're going to change, unfortunately, it's from someone else. Yeah, a peer, someone to look up to. Yeah. Um, this is why, I mean, people slam famous people and pop stars for jumping on the bandwagon, but I don't see it as a bandwagon. And I think it's really constructive for people with influence like that to come out about the veganism. I mean, I, w- I was watching... Um, Romesh Ranganathan, yeah, we remember watching uh, the adventures of, of Romesh Ranganathan on holidays and yeah. he goes to these different countries and they asked him to ride on a camel but he wouldn't and he sat on the top of a, a Range Rover instead. They asked him to <laughs> to send this eagle in to catch a rabbit and he wouldn't so they Ooh, got a remote yeah. control uh, car with a with a sort of a stuffed rabbit on top of it and he did that and it was like, I really respected him for that. Yeah. And because and he said it, he come up with it. I'm vegan. I will not do this, you know. So I think it, people like that have got a big influence, and I think they should speak up. And and that's the focus that I'm going to concentrate on this year is getting getting people to be more outspoken now about it. I think we need to, and I think it's endemic in in the vegan world of people not speaking up about veganism. Yeah. You, 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 if you're vegan, you're an animal rights activist by default. If you're an animal rights activist, you're, you've got to be vegan by default. They, they, yeah. They're not exclusive. They, 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 they're together. Once you become vegan, you are an animal rights activist. There's no getting away with that, and you've got to speak up. And I think this is what I'm going to concentrate on pushing in, in the future, is, is getting people to speak up and getting to accept that, look, no, no just you being vegan isn't enough you need to you need to do more and i think that's the message we need to get out to people yeah i do feel being vegan and not active is a bit like seeing racism go on and say nothing even though you're not racist yeah yeah i mean even the cotton mills in manchester and all this area that i live in they came out in protest at the American slavery laws and came out in favor of, of all the slaves. In the, and they, they, this was something that was even like overseas, not even in our country, it's yeah. thousands of miles away. But these workers came out in protest and in support of the black slaves. Oh, to support the thing. slaves. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, I misunderstood. Okay. Or did you, right, it may be the way I worded <laughs> it. But yeah, they didn't come out to support slavery. They came out against slavery. Yeah. And they protested and, and, and said, no, this isn't right. You can't do this. 
But yeah, activism, yeah. So yeah, even things as obscure as that at the time, people came out and saw how things are wrong. So they must come out and speak out about it, definitely, definitely. What advice would you give to someone who wanted to get active? Get on Facebook, put shitty, horrible posts on Facebook and let the trolls come at you and learn the answers to all the questions. Don't be scared of putting yourself out there. While you're sat there being worried about upsetting your friends, there's billions of animals being abused, tortured, confined, murdered. It's just, there's horrible things happening out there to non-human animals. It's disgusting. And while you're sat there worried about people trolling you because you put a post on exposing the plight, how does that compare with what the animal's going through? Yeah. You've even just put in one post a week and put in happy, put your happy kitten post in, but just one post a week showing the terrible suffering that these non-human animals are going through right now or a link to some of the films. That is doing something. That is productive. Do that. You must do it. You must do it. Otherwise, you just contribute to the problem. What's your favourite form of activism? My favourite form of activism is, is, I suppose, my YouTube channel. Yeah. Um, trying to get things out there. Uh, filming vigils. Um, I might try some Meet the Victims, you know, going on properties and stuff like that. I think that's a really vital activism. But I also think that, and I won't do this personally because I don't want to sort of get arrested because it might affect my acting career or whatever, my job. But I think these lockdowns and lock-ons are very, very useful as well because it's all right doing vigils and, and doing social media posts and doing all this this other stuff. But every now and again, we need to kick up the ass to say to people, look, we're not going away. It's, it's yeah. not a fashion statement. It's not a trend that's going to disappear like the Atkins diet. It's, it, it's something that's really relevant and really crucial that we, that we stop and you need to listen to us. Um, so I think direct action is very vital to the movement as well. I think any, anything disruptive. It, you need to get in the headlines. We need to make waves. And I think especially this year, after this lockdown, um, we need to be more aggressive in our approach. And that is going to be my my forefront, is getting people to get more active, like I said before, and to be yeah. more aggressive in getting it in front of people. And the only way to get in front of people is to get in the news, get in the media, and do stunts that draw attention. People might see it as a negative way of, of activism, but it's not. Because is once you get in the media, people can see and people get curious as to why why is Dan, when he's nearly retired, going round like an <laughs> idiot, hanging off a bridge upside down dressed as Spider-Man with a with a <laughs> yeah. stop. You know, it's like why is why is people doing that? Why are people doing that? And it will prompt people to go and look at veganism. So I think it's very important. I do think disruptions are really important. And I think when you first look at one, yeah, maybe you think that's just a crazy person. doesn't represent me, doesn't represent vegan. But actually, when you think about it, how many conversations are being started right now about veganism? Like Tash Peterson, Vegan Booty, right? Mm -hmm. um, I was shown a video of her. The first time I knew about her was um, 
the video where she's outside a butcher holding a pig's yeah. head and yelling, right? And I was shown that from Chinese TikTok uh, to say, like, look at this crazy person. So it's gone all the way around the world. Everyone's talking about it. How many views has it got? I don't know. But so many conversations have started. Even if you think maybe she's crazy, right? Which I don't, but you're still going to consider veganism in some way. You're going to start a conversation with your mate about it. And, you know, all of this ripple effect, you never know what's going to happen. Exactly. I mean, if you don't have the conversation, it's never going to happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not going to happen. Uh, <laughs> Just by sitting with your mates and saying, well, I'm not going to eat that because I'm vegan. It's not going to spark a conversation, really. It, it, like you said, if something hits the news, then why the fuck are these doing that? They're crazy. Yeah. Oh, hold on a minute. What? Gas chambers? They're protesting again. Gas chambers stopped with the Nazis, didn't they? Oh, no. They, 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 it's, the, it's, the, it's the main way of stunning pigs at the moment in the UK. You joke. You know, these conversations yeah. won't happen unless... They're highlighted and, and it's put in the mainstream media, definitely. That's right. You talked about your YouTube channel, and that'll be a good way to wrap up. So tell us all about that and where we can find you. Yeah, well, I started my YouTube channel. Uh, I wasn't going to do it because I didn't think I'd have enough to talk about, believe it or not. <laughs> um, but I saw an advert, um, not an advert, I saw a, one of Joey's videos where he taught, I think he just hit the 150,000 subscriber mark or something. And right. he said, look, I started this by getting my phone and talking to my phone. That's how I started. And I walked away from that video and thought, I'm going to do it. And all I did was get my phone and talk to my phone about what I'm going to do. And then it all spiraled from there. I just started putting out more and more videos. And every day I got new inspiration. There's always something to talk about. There's always something happening. And luckily enough, I've got a nice following of people who, who have joined me, subscribed to me. And I try and do a mixture of content. Um, I try and talk about my acting work. I've got um, I've got a page three model coming on next Sunday from the eighties, a page three model icon. Um which is going to go out soon. But I try and mix it up to try and attract non-vegans as well as vegans so we're not yeah. talking in an echo chamber. Um, so try and be as as much variety as possible and try and talk about different subjects, bit of, bit of daftness, bit of stupidness, a few live streams, try and get interesting people to come on and talk to me, like yourself. Yeah. Um, Tash Peterson was on a while ago. I had Tash Peterson on. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's it's just a good mixture of different videos. So um, strongly advise people to come, subscribe, and have a look at what I've done because like, you might find it interesting and entertaining at the same time. Believe it or not, yes. And should we guess the name of the channel? Or? It's called Grumpy Vegan Grandad because I'm grumpy. I'm vegan and I'm a granddad. Thanks for listening to part two of my interview with Dan. Next week is going to be a little bit different. I'm interviewing my best friend who has just gone vegan. I'm going to ask him how he feels about veganism and activism. And we're going to talk a little bit about the environment too. So make sure you come back for that. Thanks for listening.